Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got a great speaker today on this segment. He's an investor, a business growth expert, servant leader, and a founder of eight companies. Glenn Lundy believes that if you can change the way people start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Totally, David. Um, <laughs> that could be the that could be the title of your show. Totally, yeah, David. Yeah, totally, David. Like, yeah, we'll go back to Raven days. Totally, Raven. <laughs> the totally, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Totally. Um, well, first of all, uh, hello, Hannah. Hello, Mom. Uh, good to be with you. I, and you know, if this isn't proof positive that every mom goes to the same seminar, I don't know where the seminar is. I don't know when it is. I don't know when it's held. I don't know if it's virtual. I don't know if it's person. But they all go to the same exact seminar. And you will too, Hannah. You watch. You watch when you have children. If you're lucky enough, blessed enough to have kiddos one day, you will wake up at some point and go, oh my God, I'm my mom. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That means that you have assimilated somehow by osmosis her wisdom. Good morning, Breakfast with Champions. It's good to be with you. I'm David Spizak, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to hang out with you for the next. And before we move on, Hannah, for her honesty and openness and vulnerability. If everybody might just do some, actually not little, do big mic flashes for Hannah just to send Hannah some love as she gets ready to pack up her U-Haul and drive across the country. That's not true. I really appreciate it, but David, if you think that you'll ever ask me in a U-Haul, I don't know what to tell you. And, um, you know, there's on one on one hand, Hannah. And by the way, I call me. I think David's in the Matrix. Yeah, I thought I that was, was just me, David. David. I don't know what you're saying. What? 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 We couldn't hear say? you the whole time. Oh man, I'm so sorry. So I was just going to say, uh, I was going to say, man. First of all, um, I'm going to give a a shout out to all the mamas out there. Toughest job in the entire planet. And um, and on one hand, like it seems like there's no book, there's no owner's manual for being a mom or a dad for that matter. But, uh, but especially for mamas. But uh, somehow it always seems like all of our moms are uh, at some point. They all gathered from around the world and they all same things. So obviously, nurturing sometimes, you know, can be uh, annoying um, to to some people when you're in that parent dynamic. But the one thing you know is the spirit of intent is always rocks. Have your best interests in mind. Uh, and Hannah, you're about to do a big move, but I think it's a phenomenal move. And my to you, I congratulate and uh, honor you today. You keep cutting out. Uh, an even, unevenness in the audio. My apology. I'll be getting to my destination in the next five minutes or so. 
here's the thing. Uh, we, I think David just said he'll be getting to his destination in the next five minutes. Did anyone else hear that? Sarah, yeah, yeah he's in the matrix. Little... Yeah, he said that. Sarah, yeah, do you want to have a little chit chat, Sitch, before he gets there? Oh, is the, is the audio him. bad, Hannah? Yeah. <laughs> yes, David. But we heard that. Oh, good. Oh, God. Okay, oh, great. That's better. Well, listen, I'm happy to. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm in Queens, New York, as we speak. So why didn't you tell uh, me you were going? That's my only question. Also, David, you're uh, like five days late, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you know that you guys weren't five days early? That's very pretentious, isn't it? Maybe you guys are five I'm days early. Champions. That's I know, I know, I know, whatever. I feel bad enough as it is. Uh, don't be hating on me for not being My there. My favorite quote so from the movie, the movie A Princess Diaries. It's a, it's a great film. Uh, a queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. So I guess that applies to David Spizak as well. Period. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for elevating me to queen status. Um, I'm definitely not worthy of that. Uh, but anyways, it is great to be with you. I apologize for the audio. I'm in a moving vehicle in NYC. And I'll be getting to my destination soon. But um, I was just saying, Hannah, number one, congratulations. Uh, and thank you for your honesty, your openness, your transparency, and your vulnerability. Because that's real world. It's real life. And there's so many emotions that can go into what you're about to experience and what you're experiencing right now. You know, I will tell you that we do have this tendency to run towards things uh, when we're excited, enthusiastic, hopeful, and positive. And we have, tend to have hesitation when we don't have that same level of confidence. For some reason, we as human beings, we love to know the, the, the answers to the test. We want to get to the end of the book without necessarily reading the book. We want to know the punchline if somebody's telling a joke. And, and we want to know because we want control of our destiny. And sometimes the hardest thing in the world is to have the resolve and the confidence, the quiet confidence of knowing that you're going in the right direction and not necessarily having to have all of the answers. And by the way, for any of you out there that's spiritual, you know what that is. That is the definition of faith. I don't need to know the how. I don't need to have all the answers, but I'm going. I'm going to walk in that direction knowing with full confidence, full belief, and full faith that I am going to a better place in my life. I believe 100% you're going to a better place in your life. You're about to leave the comfort of home, the comfort of Chicago, the comfort of achieving what you did in Chicago, having a nice apartment that cost a lot less money. But I also want to remind you, uh, my friend Hannah, that you were undoubtedly terrified before you took on that lease for that apartment as well. And you overcame that, you defeated it, and you're going to do the same thing here. It's just a brand new chapter. We're all excited to read and hear about your new chapter in your life. All right. So with that, let's Thank move. you. Oh, my God. Of course. We are all, and you got to know this, we, we are all collectively wishing you the very, very best and cheering you on. Um, and by the way, the second thing I found that I was going to drop in before I actually touch on my actual content uh, for today is I thought it was so interesting when Bill Hauser earlier, you know, when we had uh, Grant Cardone, he was asking Grant, and Glenn was asking Grant when things uh, kind of, what was the inflection point? It, it was when he was 48 years old is when he said he blew up. Uh, for what it's worth, 
when I was 48 years old, I walked, I walked away from, um, a seven figure job. And I know it sounds obnoxious, but it is what it is. But I walked away from that seven figure job to go do something that I've never done before, but I always wanted to do. I wanted to start a software company. I had started multiple companies in my life. Some went well, some ended up crashing and burning. Each one of them, I learned a lesson and each one of them ended up forging me into where I was and who I became at that moment. And, you know, at any point in our life, we are always where we are because of who we have become to that point. And if we want more, we don't have any other choice. There's one answer, become more. And if you write that down, and if you get nothing else from this, become more. You deserve more, but to get it, to activate it, to access it, you need to become more. And so, Hannah, again, you're about to become more, and you're stretching yourself out to do that. Um, it's interesting how comfortable or predictable it is if you start working out, you haven't done it for a while, or you're pushing yourself when you're working out, and a day later, two days later, you go, oh my God, my muscles are so sore. Well, you don't go and run to the doctor and say, doctor, doctor, something's wrong. I exercise and now my muscles are sore. That's a predictable outcome. And it is the physical manifestation of the work you put in. But somehow, we don't look at things the same way when it comes to the mental side of things. When we start feeling our brain uh, manifest in the same way to where it becomes uncomfortable, let's call it being sore because it's not in the same place, we're stretching it, all of a sudden it is completely natural uh, for human beings oftentimes, most of the time, to be very uncomfortable and awkward in that space and to question ourselves. And I'm going to... I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to suggest, uh, and I'm going to hope that the next time that you feel that anxiety, that what's referred to as cognitive dissonance in psychology, that you, re you refer to it, you look upon it as the same as when your muscles are sore or uncomfortable after working out. This is not a bad thing. This is a very good thing. So the reason I bring it up is I put myself into a, a level of like unprecedented discomfort <clears throat> where I walked away from what most people would say is, you know, a big job, dream job, making a lot of money to go make no money. By the way, the next time I earned money was nearly 24 months later. So I, only, I just watched money leave the bank for two years in a row, nearly two, 22 months. As I was right here, it's on the right-hand side, right here. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. I apologize. Um, I've got a very nice gentleman, Gurdeep, who is dropping me off. Thank you, Gurdeep. I appreciate you. I'm going to get my bag out of the back, please. Um, so, I just, I want you to please uh, keep that in mind as you go forward in your day and in your life. I walked away from that. I took no money, no income for two years, which, trust me, is incredibly uncomfortable to just watch money leave your account and not have anything coming in and no guarantee no, no guarantee that what i was just doing was going to work uh whatsoever and so it was it was absolutely positively uh, a leap of faith and it turned out that that was a big inflection point 
uh, in my life, just like Grant mentioned. He was 48 at, I was actually 48 at that very same uh, time in my life. And, and I'm so thankful that I did take that leap of faith 13 years ago. Now, what I wanted to touch on specifically today is I want to just ask everybody out there, and frankly, I want to ask you guys to ask yourself some questions so that we could take inventory of where we are right now. Because if you think about it, everybody here has a destination in mind, but when you put in a GPS, if you go to Google Maps on your iPhone and, or your Android, and you want to go somewhere, anywhere in life, it asks you for two things. It asks for your origination point, and it asks for your, uh, your destination. And so everybody's got a destination typically in mind. We need to know our origination point. Where are we right now? And so I'm going to ask a few questions. I would ask you to just contemplate these, answer them like Hannah did. Answer them honestly, honestly, accurately, so that you could give yourself a really accurate assessment of where you are. And there's a purpose for why I'm doing this. And, and no matter where you are in your journey, I can absolutely promise you without any hesitation that if you simply uh, apply the things I'm about to share with you, you will start to accelerate in the very direction you want to go. So here we go. I'm going to ask you a few things. Number one, how much saved? Um, just write down a number, whatever that number is. If it's if it's two digits, three digits, four digits, five digits, six digits, seven digits, that makes no matter. Doesn't matter. Just write down that number, where whatever it might be. Second question: Be honest here. How many books have you read in the last ninety days? If you recall, last week I was suggesting that it would be a really great idea to live life in 90-day uh, periods of time, 90-day increments. And so I want you to consider in the last 90 days, how many books have you read? Um, third question, total, total, total real money. How much have you invested in yourself in the last 12 months? Now, I'm not talking free classes on YouTube, times you've looked things up on Google. Those things are very positive, very important. But how much money have you pulled out of your bank account, out of your pocket, to invest in you in the last 12 months? Fourth thing, how much have you increased your intensity or your activities, and specifically your activities, in the last 90 days? So, um, earlier, you know, we heard about uh, somebody's goal to be able to achieve 100 clients in their business. And one of the things I mentioned, and you heard this from Grant Cardone, Grant says 10x, 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 you know, 10x your phone calls, 10x your follow-up, 10x your emails. But regardless of whether you get to 10x, 2x, 5x, 6x, I want you just to simply consider how much have you increased your activities in the last 90 days, or is it pretty much constant? Um, number five, are you, yes or no, simple one, um, are you using right now the same belief system right now? Um, think about all the time that you, we come to this incredible breakfast table 
to get inspired or motivated or educated. Think about how many things you've heard, how many things you've learned, how much you've been exposed to in terms of people's experiences that they've shared. And I want you just to ask yourself, after all of that, are you using the same belief system today as you have been using up to this point? Or have you shifted that mindset, that belief system based on something or multiple things that you may have learned or been exposed to? Number six, how many actual classes have you taken in the last six months? So I don't know how many people know this, but LinkedIn has got just a ton of great classes on there that you could take uh, for free. Um, there's also things like the Khan Academy, where you can learn things uh, for free, uh, for the most part. And there's a number of other um, uh, areas that you can access this, like the University of YouTube. You could pretty much type in anything you want to know in YouTube, and you literally will see a, 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 just an incredible number of videos that people have spent the time, invested the time, for no other reason that they want to get this information out to you. So how many classes have you taken? And by the way, just put an asterisk if those classes, if you paid for them or if they were free. But either way, it's a good thing. Number seven, when you look at your progress, when you look at where you are in terms of income, career, relationships, uh, revenue, number of clients that you get in your business, or you're just your personal income, have you been making measurable progress in a reasonable amount of time? Measurable progress in a reasonable amount of time. So ask yourself, answer that question if you would. And the last one I'm going to ask you for right now is if you haven't changed your plan, why? Write down, why am I convinced that the current plan is the right plan for my success? Why am I convinced? Why am I so, uh, so much holding on to, so married, so connected uh, to the plan that I'm using right now? rather than adopting a new one or going out and getting a new plan. Um, and, and by the way, we were talking earlier about confidence and about conviction. You will never, ever, ever lack the confidence to move forward to do something that you're positive you can achieve. For example, here's a visual for you. Everybody's walked on a sidewalk at some point recently, I'm sure. So you walk on a sidewalk and you know there's always that little strip on the right on the side next to the road. That little it's like a, almost like a balance beam width strip. And at some point you'll see your kids or yourself, you've been tempted to walk one foot in front of the other on that strip. And if I said I want you to walk simply one hundred feet uh, and stay only within that strip, you'd say, No problem, I got this. All right, great. What if I elevated that 20 feet in the air, 50 feet in the air, 100 feet in the air? It's the very same strip. Would you have that same level of confidence or would you hesitate? And the reason I ask that is based on how we elevate in life in terms of, of our expectations or our goals. As we elevate those figuratively, you know, uh, metaphorically, 20 feet, 50 feet, 100 feet or more in the air, 
you will find sometimes you will have that same hesitation. I want you to answer that last question because it's critically important. I want you to really hold yourself accountable that if you're convinced that your plan is the plan to get you to success, but it has not gotten you to where you want to go at this point, I need you to answer for yourself, not for me. Why are you married to that plan? Um, and, and by the way, just, just again, it's kind of a, a visual. Is would you, if you, if that's the plan you're locked onto, would you invest your all of your time and all of your money to take that very plan that you're associated with and locked into right now? Would you take the money and the time? and invest both to be able to go across the country and give presentations on the plan that you're using right now? Yes or no? Because if it's, if it's not a yes, then I would submit to you it's time to get a brand new plan. And that's not bad news. It's great news. And Hannah, um, if Hannah's still here, I think she is. I see her still here. Hannah, you just bought a brand new plan, if you think about it, right? You you were using a plan that was able to get you to a certain point in your life, a certain level of success, a certain level of growth in your agency, in your career, your income, your revenue. Um, and now you're about to go buy a brand new plan. The reason why I'm excited for you, the reason why Glenn's excited and many other people who have spoken up, a GI and others who are kind enough to speak up is because we know, and oftentimes we're like planes in the sky, we're flying ahead of you, right? So if we talk to Bill Hauser at 29, you know, uh, Grant or myself, we're 32 years ahead of you in the air. And guess what? It's, it's all good, man. It's all good at 40,000 feet. Keep going. There's some turbulence here and there, but it's cool. Just keep your eye on the target, keep locked in, and you're going to end up at a great place. There's no doubt in our mind. Why? Because we've been there. We've done that. We've gone through the ups and downs. And where you are, guess what? Bill Hauser's six years, his plane is six years ahead of you, or nearly five years ahead of you in the air. He's gone where you want to go. He's taken his company from, he said, you know, 150000 basically, to a million and a half, to four million. Now he's at seven, and now he's starting to compete with himself. And in same thing, if Bill Hauser does not adopt a brand new plan, he ne he needs to now go out and buy a fifteen million dollar a year plan. Then he needs to buy a thirty million dollar a year plan, a fifty million dollar a year plan. But unless he does that, unless any and all of us do that it's no surprise that we're going to be relegated to where we are right now. We are where we are right now because we have executed perfectly the plan that we have bought into to this point. And so I would just again submit to everybody out there, I want everybody to move from where they are to being massively successful. I want you to move from where you are to being massively wealthy, whether you're looking at wealth in having significantly better relationships, richer relationships, deeper relationships, or whether it's spirituality, whether it's financial, whether it's career, uh, whatever it might be, your definition 
of, of wealth. I want you to be able to be able to go from where you are to where you want to be. The good news is it is 100% doable, it's predictable, and it's scientific. And yes, I said scientific. So why do I bring that up? Well, because... Oh, I hear a hot mic. Hot mic. Um, thank you for grabbing that. Because um, the, the, the next thing I wanted to touch on is happiness. And we talk about having a wealth of happiness. And so many people in this world of ours, um, everybody wants to be happy. Literally everybody wants to be happy. Um, but the reality is, is that while everybody oftentimes, I shouldn't say everybody, many people believe, hey, you're either happy or you're not. You know, many people believe that happiness uh, enters their life or it doesn't at certain times, or that happiness is the result of receiving something or achieving something, or it's the material manifestation of buying something. I go out and buy a new, new pair of pants, or I buy a new car, or I buy a, uh, you know, a new TV, and oh my God, I'm so happy. Well, we, sh we all take note of the fact that happiness fades when we buy something. It actually fades very, very quickly. And as a note, as a side note, happiness l sustains much, much longer when we actually gift happiness. In other words, we give something to somebody. We do something that's meaningful for somebody. All of you that were reaching out to Hannah today, and you gave her great gifts of wisdom or gifts of, hey, connect with me in New York City. I'm here for you. I'll help you navigate. Um, those are gifts that are sustainable, not just to Hannah, but to yourself versus when we buy something, it's not sustainable. It literally evaporates in a very short period of time. But for anybody out there who's currently seeking happiness, which is pretty much all of us, it's really, really important and I believe uplifting to know that if you want to be happiness, all you have to do is study happiness. That's it. Um, we heard Dennis Waitley, some of us, talking about essentially mirroring people and replicating what they're doing. Find somebody who's doing what you want to do, accomplish what you want to accomplish, and simply mirror what they're doing. Copy it, and then go out and repeat it over and over. So if you want to be happy, you really need to study happiness. And, and so what's really cool is just, is just when you come to the understanding, uh, when it really hits you in your mind, that happiness is a practice. Happiness is a science. Happiness is a discipline. Yep, you get to choose. Uh, happiness is, is intentional. Now, you've got to wake up with intentionality. We've all heard every single day on this app, thank God, that, that Glenn Lundy created, not this app, but this room, Breakfast with Champions, and he talks about the morning five, his gift to you, the morning five, um, on themorningfive.com. And, and yes, it's intentional. You wake up and intentionally do these five things. Your better is your day's about to get better. Your week's about to get better. Your life is about to get better. So happiness is intentional. Happiness is also an option. Um, now, I got to put an asterisk on here because, Hannah, you were touching on mental health, and I don't want to come off as seeing, uh, being uh, arrogant, 
because I'm very well aware from my own personal experience, my own family, my own dear friends uh, who, who have uh, mental health uh, in their life, mental health challenges, that I don't want to be so, um, what's the word for it? I don't want to oversimplify. If you're dealing with mental health issues, it's still an option. You could still be intentional. You could still practice. In fact, when you go to a therapist, I would submit that one of the things this therapist is going to do is going to teach you to be more intentional, to practice, to create a discipline. And they're actually utilizing the very science that I recited, that I mentioned, to get you there. So happiness is an option. We have to take if we're not happy. Uh, with where we are, if we feel like we do need to talk to a therapist, then absolutely you should talk to a therapist because they're objective, because they're professional, and because they understand the science of which I'm referring to. But at the end of the day, everybody, happiness is a choice. And wealth is a choice. And if anybody out there is saying, David, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I have $12 in the bank. Um, I haven't seen any growth. I haven't achieved my goals. You know, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm struggling every single day. I would just submit to you, uh, first of all, listen, major empathy and, respe and respect for your journey. Major empathy and respect for you getting up off the ground every day and rising up and doing it again and again and again and not quitting. But I've said before, relentless cannot be defeated. So long as you keep getting off the ground, you're always going to be in play to achieve happiness and to achieve wealth. But the other component that is critically important is if the plan that you're using that has resulted in $12 in the bank no career growth, no income growth, no level of happiness, uh, at the, not at the level of happiness you want to be, I'm going to submit to you, buy a new plan, get a new plan. And if you don't know how to write that plan, go somewhere, uh, go online, do something. I offer free coaching. I've eliminated financial, I've eliminated money as an obstacle for one year straight, every two weeks, 26 times for two hours, so I, I want you to think about it. I'm, I want to give 520 hours, and it's more than that because I put in a lot of preparation. But say I want to donate over a thousand hours of my life to the betterment of your future, to the betterment of your family, to the betterment of you, to help you get a new plan. And if you talk to anybody who's been in those coaching classes, I can almost assure you 100%. In fact, I'm confident 100%. Hey, are you getting a new plan? Yes, I am. Did you learn something? Yes, I am. Is it practical? Yes, I am. Can I apply it today? Yes, you can. So if you haven't gone to Instagram, to my IG uh, bio, uh, and DM'd me, the word coach or coaching, three words, do it now. W. Clement Stone, who used to be the editor and owner of Success Magazine, Famously, every morning, he would have his staff all stand up and he would have them yell out, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, because he knew it would energize them. It would raise their focus, their intensity, their intentionality. 
And so I'm asking you, do it now. If you want to change a plan, strike that. If you want a different outcome and you're not where you want to be, do it now. Go learn something. Go meet somebody this week that you never knew before because they may become the most important person in your life. Go to Instagram, DM me the word coach or coaching. It may be, there may be one thing I say in one of those 26 sessions. There might be one thing that I say. There might be one person I introduce you to that forever changes the trajectory of your life. So uh, this is the thing. This is what I wanted to touch on uh, today. And so it's really important that you play an active role I don't know if you've ever heard Brian Benstock talk about I, when he, the whitewater rafting, but there's something called the rule of the river. And what they say if you go whitewater rafting is if you, for whatever reason, get thrown from the boat, you the rule of the river says you must actively participate in your own rescue. You don't just flail in the water and wait for them to swim over and get you or to raft over and get you. You have to swim. You have to be intentional. You have to be focused. You have to be energetic. And you have to swim as hard, as fast as you can to meet them so that they can rescue you. You must be an active participant in your own success. So you heard the, the saying a million times, either life is happening to you or you're happening to it. The rule of the river is the same as you're happening to it. You are making some moves. You are going out to acquire knowledge. You are working on practicing happiness. You are accessing or leveraging the science of wealth. I said it, the science of selling, the science of becoming wealthy. I said it a couple hours ago. It's now an option. We're in the greatest country in the world when it comes to opportunity. Not saying there's not problems here. There's a lot of problems here. But guess what? Um, if you focus on the opportunity, it's amazing how the problems, many of them, will dissipate. It's amazing how you can take control. You can put your hands on the steering wheel. You could drive that metaphorical car in the, in the direction where you want to go. And there is no limit. There's nobody in this earth that's saying, hey, you could get up to 10 grand a month. You could get up, hey, Bill, to a million dollars a month. Hey, Bill, when you get to 7 million a year, take your foot off the gas, ease up. You're, that's, that's about where you should be. Nope, nope, nobody's saying that. In, there are generational individuals that we've seen like Elon Musk, once in a generation, Steve Jobs, once in a generation type of a person, Oprah Winfrey, once in a generation. But here's the thing, we don't have to be those people. Because for every one of those, there are people that you've never heard of that have achieved wealth. And I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about two of those people right now. And it's very appropriate because we just got to hang out with Hannah's wonderful mama, right? And so here's why I'm going to bring this up, is the two people I'm going to speak about is my mom and my wife's mom. And that might sound a little bit crazy because neither my mom uh, or my wife's mom has a, a four-year degree. My mom, after my father walked out, like worst human in the world, 
best thing he ever did as a gift as he walked out. And that was a gift. It was a lifetime blessing. But my mom is a rock star who worked multiple jobs and did whatever had to be done uh, in order to be able to feed her five kids because he never paid alimony. Yes, she worked multiple jobs, went to school at night, was able to get a two-year degree, and was able to take that degree and leverage it into making a cool 35, 30 grand, 25 grand a year. She never made any money, folks. She was a lifetime assistant to somebody from, from one manager to another mid-level manager, not even a C-suite executive. She, she, was, she was a phenomenal assistant. And she was a blessing to everybody that she was an assistant for. For the same reason, she was a blessing to me and my siblings. And, and the, the reason why I say that she was a blessing uh, to those people is because I know firsthand. Because she had this special gift of being able to uplift us. She had this special gift of being positive. And, and she had a special gift of never in her life, even when terrible things were happening, never was a victim always was looking through the windshield and never was locking down uh, on, on what was happening in the rearview mirror. And she took control. And here's what she did. She took her 25 to 30, 35 grand a year, and she paid all her bills. She never once overspent. She never once lived outside of the means that she had to live uh, the reality to be able to uh, sustain herself and her five kids and what she did is she managed by doing that by practicing discipline by accessing that that science uh that replicatable plan as dennis waitley would say she just simply exercised that practice and that discipline that intentionality for decade after decade after decade after decade now, my mother-in-law, who's an immigrant, my wife is an immigrant from Iran. My mother-in-law has spent her entire adult life until she retired as a hairstylist. She never once owned the salon, everybody. But she was one of those people that rented a space inside the salon. And she was a hairstylist, and I think she was a great hairstylist. Uh, I could say that because uh, I, believe it or not, let her cut my hair uh, at times. She did a great job. But anybody who's been a hairstylist knows you stand on your feet all day. It's brutal on your back. It's brutal on your feet. And you do that day after day after day. Again, lived within her means, always paid her bills, uh, never went beyond, never put herself in harm's way financially. Uh, my wife's father, uh, you know, again, worked in a furniture store at times. Whatever he had to do putting together furniture or doing whatever he could do um, in finding a job, he did it. Uh, it's an immigrant mentality. Just do what you have to do to take care of your kids. They put their, their kid, my wife, phenomenal human being, uh, my blessing, they put her into a Catholic high school because it was the best education, even though they were Muslim. So immigrant mentality, it's all about education. It's about putting your kids in the position. That's why they came here oftentimes is a better life for their kids. And isn't it interesting 
Ask any person born in America, do you want a better life for your kids? 100%. So we're no different if we're born here. But here's the reason I share both of your story, both of their stories. When my wife and I decided to get out of uh, California, um, I, I always joke and say the socialist country of San Francisco, and if you've ever lived there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, we decided to go to a better place to have for our kids, right? We decided to go to Oregon, and we live 15, 20 minutes south of the city of Portland, and it's a, it's a great life, and it's a great place to raise our two little boys who are five and uh, Jack, Jagger's five, Jagger's, Jackson's going to be seven in September. And we came up here with intentionality to have that better life, less stress, uh, more open spaces, a place for them to be outside all the time and so forth. My mom moved here at the age of 80 years old, just shy of 80. She sold her home and instantly became a millionaire. My mom, who never made any money, who worked three jobs, who toiled in anonymity, who always served somebody else, whether it was her kids or the person that she worked for, never made anything more than 25, 30 grand a year. She not only became a millionaire, but a friend of mine who owns the Mercedes store in San Francisco, when I sent her there, this is, this is five years before she sold her house to become a millionaire, but five years before, I helped her find a car and I sent her to go buy that car uh, to see my friend. And he texted me. He said, we've had this store for 30 something years and your mom has the highest credit score we have ever seen in the history of this dealership. Think on that for a second. This woman who didn't have a four year degree, didn't have, wouldn't, most people would say, uh, she's not highly skilled, never made any money. Highest credit score in the history of this Mercedes store, and at the age just shy of 80, became a millionaire. My in-laws uh, just sold their house. They are millionaires. Immigrants. No formal education whatsoever. No high income. Toiled in anonymity. So the reality is, is wealth is an option. You can choose it. There is a path. And there's better yet, there's a million paths. You don't have to follow my path, Grant's path, Glenn's path, Hannah's path, Megan's path, Solana's path. Choose your own path, but use and leverage the proven strategies, the proven concepts, the proven steps that anybody, anybody can use. Anybody, no matter what your education level there are people in the car business today that are billionaires that didn't graduate from high school. That was their path. There are people that are entrepreneurs that dropped out of college in their first year. Uh, there's a kid who's uh, Oculus Rift, the most famous VR uh, goggles out there, decided college isn't for me. Mom's pissed off. Didn't do a good job in high school, but he was just, just, hyper-focused on creating something that nobody has ever seen before. And while his mom, you know, just like Hannah with her mom, our moms don't always understand what we're doing or why we're doing it. That's okay. Just because they're our moms, we need to honor our mamas. We need to respect our mamas. We need to give them the same unconditional love they gave us. 
And by the way, I saw, I got exposed to something a while back that I thought was really cool, really interesting. You know, if you have a mom that you have to repeat things to, you know, sometimes with my mom at 80, going on 85, I got to repeat things to her three, four, or five times. And, and, and somebody sent me something one time, or no, I saw it in a, in a, a post that it said, hey, if you ever get hot mic, hot mic, get your hot mics here. If I saw a post that somebody said, hey, you know, if you get annoyed, you know, by that, please remember when your mom or your dad, you know, who's getting up in age, if they ask you something two, three, four, five, ten times, please think back to the hundreds or thousands of times that they told us something when we were young to put us in a position where we are right now. So... You know, the thing is, choose your own path. But whatever you choose, please know it is an option. It's a choice. It must be intentional. You can practice happiness. You can practice being wealthy even before you're wealthy. You could apply discipline and you could leverage the science of both. I teach both of these. I would teach you the science and the steps to wealth. I would teach you the science and steps to starting a business, raising capital, marketing, uh, surrounding yourself with a, uh, a council of wisdom. I will open you up to the same networks. I'm on a day. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in this earth, but I know this. I'm only promised today. I've got today. And so today, how I'm spending my time, I'm proud and it's a blessing to hang out with you. And I'm on a mission. Here's my mission. I want to empty my head before I'm dead. If I have six months, a year, five years, 20 years, hopefully it's not 40 years, only because I can imagine myself at 101 being kind of tired. But, but however long I have, I'm going to empty my head before I'm dead because I want to be able to share with others what I've been so fortunate to be able to learn, activate, uh, and experience in my life, whether that's lessons whether that's obstacle, I mean, adversity I've had to overcome, whether that's the science of sales, marketing, or anything else, and whether it's the network of people I have. Um, if I have it, it's in, if, I'm, if it's in my head, I'm going to share it. Go to IG, simply, simply DM me the word coach or coaching. You'll get access to the next class, which is coming up a week from Friday. I believe that's lucky Friday the 13th. Yep, I said it. Lucky the Friday the 13th. And, and not only will you be able to access it then, but I'll give you access every other week for a full year. No money, no upgrades, no upsells, nothing. Just I want to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. So we have got a cool 11 minutes left. And I want to open it up to people on the stage or if you want to raise your hand, if there's anybody out there, Hey, David. We can open up hand raising. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me out six here. Hey, so first of all, thank you. That was outstanding. And you said something back there when you're talking about the rule of the river about actively participating in your own rescue. But I also love what you said about use and leverage, right? When we talk about use and leverage, good example, uh, Jeff Walker has a book called Lunch, and it was relaunched. And revised and updated for now. And even though I can look right over and see I have that book, went back to Barnes and Nobles uh, up in Los Angeles to get the new copy, the Audible version, 
so you can leverage riding in the car all the way back to San Diego, listening to this audio again, reading the pages again. But while in the store, I asked him, I said, hey, do you have the size to get rich by Wallace D. Waddles? And the lady said, oh, no, we we don't have a copy. So what I did was I went to the business section because I think she thought it would be in the personal development. And in the business section, I found a new copy and the cover felt with a certain texture. I knew it was right. So yesterday I pulled this book out. I said, no pens, no highlighters, none of that stuff. Read it. And I read it as if Wallace was talking from 1910, even though it's 2021. I got more from that book reading it this time than I did all the other times because I refuse to look at anything else all day except for that one book. It's not that long, but it renews so many ideas that have been in my mind over and over and over. But it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget things that we think we know if we don't do enough repetition. So can you take a moment to talk about the power of leverage and how we can use knowledge from 111 years ago? that's still relevant today because there are no new antiques. And you said something else about Jim Rohn about make a reasonable amount of progress in a reasonable amount of time. And that is the best way to do it by going in David's coaching on next Friday, spending two hours with David will push you further ahead than if you spent the next six months with your friends, because they're not going to talk about some of the things he says. And if you listen closely, you're going to hear all kinds of amazing things. And also Keontae earlier, Want to speak to you. So if he's here, still here, I want to make sure that you are aware of that. Go ahead, David. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Alpha. And uh, one of the things that I, I love about you, I admire about you, is you're a voracious reader. I mean, you are just assimilating knowledge at just a, a breakneck speed. And I love the fact that you don't just read it, but you actually do assimilate it. You do actually have the ability to absorb it. You know, the uh, an average human we have to read the same thing 11 times for 100% absorption, 100% comprehension. But that shouldn't stop anybody from reading something once. Uh, because when you read something once, again, one word, one sentence, one paragraph, one page may change the trajectory of your life. It may shift your thinking. And when you shift your thinking, you shift your outcome. Outcome. No matter where you are, if you don't change your mind, you can't change your outcome. Write that down. If you don't change your mind, if you don't change your outlook, if you don't change your approach, you cannot change your outcome. And to expect otherwise would be the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. But yet we do it. Another thing that's kind of crazy that you mentioned is that, listen, you could write, you could read a book from the 50s, Zig Ziglar, see you at the top, first page. You can get everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. Is that true? 100%. Does it still play in 2021? 100%. As a man thinketh, hundreds, over 100 years old, is it true? Yes. The book by Viktor Frankl, uh, is, it, is that 100% applicable? Yes, it is. The book you just mentioned, Think and Grow Rich. So cliches, I always say, are cliches because they stand the test of time, right? It's unfortunate they're referred to as cliches because they are, in fact, factual, proven, validated, and they stood the test of time. These books that, that we're mentioning have stood the test of time. You could read them today, and it's literally as if they wrote the book yesterday or it was released yesterday. And the last thing I'll say on this subject is how many of us that put something into play, put something into action. Hey, you know what? I went on this this uh, nutrition 
uh, journey, and I decided to completely cut out sugar. That sounds like a pretty good idea. Right, or I cut out dairy. All right, it's not a bad idea. By the way, guys, I don't know if you know this, but the um, my sister-in-law uh, was diagnosed with a, uh, an aggressive form of uh, breast cancer uh, t almost two years ago. And thankfully, she's cancer-free uh, right now, thankfully, after uh, uh, 24 weeks of chemo and, and a couple months, two or three months of uh, radiation. Um, but you go to the, the Susan G. Komen site, breast cancer uh, site, and, you know, one of the things that oncologists will say is don't have dairy. Why? Because if you consume dairy as a, as a breast cancer survivor, the, 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 um, the incidence, the likelihood of having a recurrence goes up by 50%, 50%. So, you know, but yet I go to that cancer website and it's sponsored by Dan and yogurt, which last time I looked was made of dairy. Crazy, right? If you go to the American Heart Association, you have a heart attack, they tell you what, stop eating beef. Go to the American Heart Association and look at their healthy recipes. Beef, beef, beef. Something tells me that, that somehow marketing dollars uh, trump, in those cases, doing what's right for their ultimate clients. But the reason I bring it up, you go out and you take on a new nutrition plan. You start working out and you, you feel better, you feel healthy, you feel more vibrant. You feel more energetic and you lose weight. Awesome. And then you stop. Right? And then all of a sudden you plateau, you start gaining weight, and you go back. And somebody said, well, if that worked, why don't you do that every day? We have this tendency at times to go out and put things in place, put them in action, and then stop. And if something's working for you, don't stop. When I talk about being relentless, I'm not just talking about relative to failure. Be relentless in your discipline. Be relentless in learning. Be relentless in terms of taking care of your family. Be relentless in terms of being a phenomenal friend. So, hope that helps. Um, is Keontae there? Yes, nope? sir. I appreciate it. Keontae Young Bunny, you there? If not, does anybody else want to join us? Yeah. Is Dr. Connor? Hold on, hold on. He just, he just chimed hey, in. I'll have Connor go right after Dr. Connor. Uh, go after Vernita. Vernita, how are you? I am well. Um, Vernita Dell tapping in. I love, love, love this conversation or everything that you shared today. A um, couple things really pointed out to me. I actually went ahead and started jotting down those questions from the beginning. And what I wanna say out loud for everyone in the room is particularly this piece around how much have I invested in myself over the last 12 months. And for this, for some, this will be a big number, for some, this will be a small number, but I know for me, but prior to really tuning into uh, Breakfast with Champions and meeting persons like yourself, I was one of those people who, who really had hesitation about this this investment that was outside of you know the traditional you know i have my my ba from well i didn't pay for my undergraduate my parents paid for me to go to cornell university uh you know but i paid for myself to get my my mba in international business and those kind of traditional forms of education are the ones that felt valid and so to move into spaces like coaching and investing in uh, oh, actually, if I add 
my ticket to the Breakfast with Champion Consortium, I was getting ready to say over the last 12 months, I've invested now $7,000 into myself. But really, if I add awesome. on if I add on the Breakfast with Champions Consortium, that brings it up to kind of 8400 And um, I want to say that out loud for anyone in the room who feels that it is out of reach or out of touch. You know, this I, I'm talking about taking the chance of investing in myself in that way when I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I shared this morning, I've been producing events for over 15 years, and, I, and I'm grateful that I have Actually, this month will be nine years of being independent, um, and I built a six-figure business prior to the pandemic as an executive producer, but I know that's not what I want to do with the rest of my life, and I know that going into this pandemic that uh, I got a rude awakening about the need for multiple revenue streams and that I have a bigger vision around writing and speaking and equity and inclusion, and so my current trajectory trajectory is uncertain. But with that uncertainty, I had to make a decision about what would I do with it. And I made that decision to invest into myself. And so even when it seems like this is not the right time to do it, I just want to encourage anyone out there to, you know, do those things that Scott Simon said this morning in terms, save your penny, save your dollars and have a portion of that be an investment back into yourself. And so, like I said, that number might be Love big that. for some, it might be small for others. Uh, but I, every time I hear, you know, I've heard Brian Benstock, I've heard Glenn say, you know, I spend the 10 grand to go to one conference. And that was, uh, that's new territory for me. So I'm starting the journey and I look forward to, uh, I will be at your coaching session on the, uh, the 13th, David. And I look forward to continuing to build with you. Renita, just speaking for the moment. Thank you, Vernita. I, <clears throat> I appreciate you. I appreciate that contribution immensely. I appreciate that that uh, illustration uh, example of, of somebody who's investing in themselves. And by the way, I mean, you don't want to invest. You don't want to do something that's going to put yourself in harm's way, but you do want to have better prioritization, right? So I want you to consider whether you make currently uh, 30 grand a year, 100 grand a year, 500 grand a year. When you go out, some, you know, something that Grant says all the time, which I love, is, you know, don't trade your time for money and then trade your money for something that's less than, worth less than your money. And the thing is, if you're going out and you're buying other things that's going to create temporary happiness versus investing 10, 20, 30, or 50 grand or more in yourself, that's going to create lifetime opportunities, lifetime happiness. Listen. We always talk about it time, from time to time, generational wealth, right? But there's, how about generational happiness, right? So you could have generational happiness because it's not just going to make you better, stronger, more resilient and happier. But if you have those things, won't you be more inclined to be able to share those things with the world? Won't the world get the best version of you? Won't your kids benefit uh, their entire lifetime from that version of you? So what else could you possibly spend your money on that's going to be worth more than an investment that you place in yourself? Um, it is the bottom of the hour. I've got to be respectful. Uh, Dr. Connor, I, I love your brain. I love when you share, and I love the way you, you, um, you, you, uh, you, you share it. I love just listening to you. But I do want to be super respectful. And it, uh, is Niku, who's Thank next? Thank you. Uh, 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.